I'm Haley Oaks, and this is Milk Trails. A journey in the out-of-hospital birth experience. On this episode of Milk Trails, I speak with home birth parents, Juna and Nikolai, about her pregnancy. We talk about how they chose their midwife, their baby turning head down in the last weeks of pregnancy, and just barely avoiding a transfer of care to a doctor as Juno went nearly two weeks past her due date. And after all that, they got to experience a smooth and successful home birth. I grew up with, I grew up in a community um, where I just sort of assumed home birth was normal. Um, I grew up in Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. My mom tried to have a home birth with me, but I was breached. So Interesting. the doctor, the OB and the midwife were just like, just we'll wait until the very last minute. We'll go to the hospital. We'll make sure you don't have to um, have a C-section if you don't need to. Mm-hmm. We won't push you into taking drugs. And she did have a hospital birth with me. I was really small, so she didn't need, you know, she, they, she wouldn't let them give her Pitocin or epidural mm-hmm. or anything. And um, and I was like a fairly quick birth. So she had a vaginal breach. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and I weighed like under six pounds. So mm-hmm. I think that maybe made it easier. I think it's like, I mean, I don't know if I'd want to have a vaginal breach if I had like a 10-pound mm-hmm. baby. Yeah. But they also, it's like so hard to tell. I mean, they, they were saying that he was probably like seven and a half pounds a couple weeks before he was born and he ended up being like 6.8. So, you know, that's like the other thing that's kind of impossible to tell. But, um, but my brother was born at home and I was there. I was five. I watched Mm -hmm. him be born and it wasn't like, it it didn't scar me for life Mm -hmm. or or leave like a scary impression. It just seemed really natural. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my mom was a doula for a couple of her friends growing up too so it just felt like a pretty natural thing incredible yeah um and what about you nikki me uh, yeah. with birth mm-hmm. uh, I, I grew up in texas and it was like not, i don't think home birth was like as as like common there as, yeah. as in santa cruz but um yeah i don't know i was i definitely thought that we would have a home birth really yeah, we've been together for a really long time. Yeah, obviously no. Heard the stories and it yeah. was like made a lot more sense and like we like 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 experiencing things in mm-hmm. our life and it's like there's like definitely an experience to be had that wouldn't be had if you were doing it in the hospital. So whether that's right for you or not, I kind of think of it like I like to cook for myself or clean for myself or like garden and, and doing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like where you like that's the joy in life. So for me. A lot of people would prefer to just like go to a fancy restaurant or like hire a gardener. Right. Or, so that's kind of how I look at it with birth. Sometimes it's right for some people, or like there isn't a right way to do it, but that was definitely the right way for us to do it. Yeah, sort of the journey and the process. And I'd rather eat my own food than have someone make it. For yeah. Me. So it was like, and that we would get to do it together it was cool. It was super, like, very much like a together experience for me. You know, she yeah. could have done it without me. I couldn't have done it without her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, but, oh, yeah, it was cool. amazing. It was, it was a good experience. It's wonderful. <laughs> what was your community, like work community, what was their response to you saying you're going to have a home birth? Everyone pretty much thought I was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a lot of like horror stories and warnings and stuff, which 
really didn't affect me at all because I'm way more, I mean, yes, it is, it is like really scary and awful and like leaves an impression when somebody tells you like, you know, my friend of a friend's cousin had a home birth and, and the baby ended up dying. Like, right. But I also think it's really scary when somebody is like, I went to the hospital and I had to have an emergency C-section and like two blood transfusions. And like, to me, that is not as scary, but it's definitely like, you know, I know people personally that have that story to tell. Yeah. And I don't know anyone personally that, that was like, I had a disaster home birth. Right. Yeah. And I mean, also to have that in your back pocket that like you, you saw firsthand a really wonderful birth and that probably usually like the, a really good positive experience sort of like kind of covers up like the, 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 you know, the one you heard of that one person. Totally. Like a disaster story. So. Yeah. And I'm not trying to like be a hero. Like if somebody, if my midwife was like, look, this is something that we should watch out for. Let's maybe consider having a a birth center birth Mm -hmm. or an OB on hand Mm -hmm. or something like that. I would take that really seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, there are like warning signs that you can look out for. Yeah. Not trying to like ignore those things. Right. Be at home at all costs. Like you understand. Yeah. yeah. Which is like what I tried to explain to my community. And the people that that I work with that know me are like, of course you're having a home birth with like Mm -hmm. an eye roll. And Mm -hmm. that's like the end of the Mm -hmm. conversation. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have an educated person with this? Okay. Yeah. Um, Was there ever like a fear of yours that you would sort of like risk out of, of having a home birth? Like if you were no longer a candidate, if you had some kind of like, you know, thing in pregnancy, was that ever something that came up for you or? Um, yeah, I'm super healthy and I wasn't really, I'm like pretty in tune with my body. Mm -hmm. So I never thought that there would be any reason I was, since I'm, I'm was breech. Mm -hmm. I was a little afraid that Mm. this might be a really small baby and he might just be like me and he might be breech and he might not try And that happened. He was breech until like 38 weeks. Wow. And um, same kind of thing where the midwife was like, I think he might just be really small. I think he's just like not committed to a position yet. Yeah. And um, we tried like everything, like Nikki was doing like moxa on my feet at night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All of a sudden, like I was doing like the laying down and all the turning babies exercises. Juna is referring to the spinning babies exercises created by midwife Gail Tully. These exercises encourage optimal fetal positioning, specifically when trying to turn a baby who is sitting butt down, or known as breech, to a head down position. And then eventually I was like, I think I'm just going to like give up on this. Mm-hmm. Like if he's meant to be breech, he's mm-hmm. meant to be breech. There is an OB that would do breech home mm-hmm. births, Dr. Fishbane. Mm-hmm. And we were getting ready to reach out to him. Mm. And, uh, and I wanted to get like a like second opinion also to make sure that I was like a candidate for yeah. a breech home birth. That's great. Um, but yeah, then he ended up turning. I was like meditating. Incredible. I was like trying everything. And then at a certain point I was like, look, if you think that you're going to have an easier time coming out of me mm-hmm. breach, then I'm can't fight you on it. Then so be it. And then he was like, Boop. yeah, <laughs> I think he turned a little sooner, mm-hmm. but it was hard to tell. I think the midwife had a hard time telling um, what was what because he has a really bony butt mm-hmm. and it was just it was just about as bony as his head because we wow. kept feeling and Nikki was like 
I was like, I, I think he turned. And he's like, I don't know. He's like, this feels like a head, but this is also really bony. Mm-hmm. And he always had his, he was born this way too, with his hand mm-hmm. on his face. So it was also hard to tell, like, wh- what was his hand? His leg what was his or foot, feet? yeah. Where did, did you feel just kicks everywhere? So it was sort of hard. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he kicked his feet always kind of in the same place, but, um, like, which was, like, my right, by my right hip. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, he could, that could be, like, yeah. him trying to get his feet down, or that could be him trying to, like, have it, I don't know. It was just, it was hard to tell what was what. Yeah. Um, so how did you guys find your midwife? How did, did you ever, cons- I mean... You mentioned birth center, but was that even was that ever a consideration? Yeah, or it was at the beginning. Yeah. But when we went to a birth center. It was like mellow and cool, but it's not your house. Yeah, so it was just like kind of, and they're really nice. And we almost like we had three meetings with midwives, and the first one was a birth center. Mm-hmm. And we're like, they were rad. Let's just do it. it mm-hmm. Seemed good. And then we met with some uh, midwives, and they were like super highly recommended, super pro. But honestly, just felt like they were in the like nearing the end of their careers and kind yep. of like, like, you know, we would have a question like, no, this is the way you do it. We're going to do it. And they were sort of like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> felt a little bit like pushy. And yeah. then we met with Christian, who we ended up working with, who was like, like, we're like earlier in her career, really excited still mm-hmm. and like seemed passionate and like mm-hmm. really loved her job. Mm-hmm. And then it was like like you're discovering what's going to be right for you mm-hmm. i can't tell you what the you know mm-hmm. like what the solution is you're not even going to know until the moment it's happening which sometimes felt like we were spinning out because you sort of want a bit of a right but then <laughs> when it all came together it was like that's that's exactly what to do just let go and like see what your body wants you know? yeah yeah but, yeah it was definitely like the best she was the best person for us because i great. feel like like any of the other people were really lovely, which just would have been a different experience. Yeah. It sounds like she was more of the kind of like midwifery model, which is very much like eye to eye with your client. It's not like the provider up here and you're down here. And like, it's very much like you're involved with the care and your, your voice is, is as important as, you know, her experience and all that stuff. So she felt more like a peer than a, like a really knowledgeable peer more so than like a, I don't know, like a professor or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you could, which is the comfort. Is really yeah. So and fun. chemistry. And that's and cool. She like just let us do our thing when it came down to it, which was great. Even up until the last second, it was like, really just, it was just the two of us. Until yeah. Really, until it needed to Literally the last second. That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I, I really, you know, that's amazing. You guys trusted someone who was a newer midwife, you know, for your first baby and that you actually found comfort in the fact that she was newer and that she was like excited and felt like a peer. And that's, that's really great. I think that gives a lot of new midwives confidence that there's always going to be like, there's always going to be someone for them, you know, and that's cool. Well, yeah. newer is like relative to. Like she has a lot of experience. She's done like hundreds of births. Yeah. You know, but like, yeah, she was passionate. She cared a lot. I just so know, great. like, it's so different because it's medical and there's yeah. a lot going on. But it's like, I think about moments in my career where, like, now I would give a lot less attention to doing something mm. smaller. And, mm. and at the time, it was like I would give it everything I had. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, that's the person we want. Mm-hmm. It's like that this feels still like a really special, fun opportunity for them to be part of. Yeah, you know? totally. So. 
And did you start your prenatal care with her like when you were like 10 weeks along or did you sort of... Uh, who, three months Maybe a little bit more. I I found yeah. out that I was pregnant at two months, and okay. then, or maybe a little bit past two months, and then I went to, I had a job in Europe, and then okay. I came back, and then I was like, so now what do I do? Yeah, like <laughs> I about it in Europe. No. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. I mean, it was nice because when I was in Europe, it was like, the job that I did was with all pretty much all women, a female photographer, a female producer, a female art director, wow. and um. And the photographer is, like, ultimate mom. She has three girls, and she's, like... We're all a little bit older now, but she's just, like... Everybody I know looks to this woman as, like, the model of motherhood. She's just, like, amazing. It's amazing. And so any question I had, I was like, well, what about this? And, like, everyone was like, ooh, you can't eat that, and this (laughs) would be something you should eat. And, you know, because I had no idea. Sure. I I haven't been around any pregnant people. Um. But, like, we go to dinner, and there was, like, a raw quail egg on top of, like, raw fish. And yeah. they're like, no, that you yeah. can't have that. I'm like, <laughs> okay. why? And they're like, well. It's like, wow. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, when I when I got back, I I actually called my bookkeeper, who um, who's really amazing and, and kind of grew up, like, similar to me, mm-hmm. I think in Topanga or something. But she... She was like, I'll, like, look into some midwives for you. I looked at this birth center, but she lives on the west side, so she was like... Oh, right. It was a little far for me, but, you know, she was like, I can start doing some research for you. Because so I was nice. like, what do I... Do I have to find an OB, or do I talk to midwives, or, you know, what mm-hmm. What do I do? Mm-hmm. So she was the one that kind of, like, was like, this is what you should do. But I, I don't think that we decided on a midwife until at least three or four months. Okay. That's but, that's still on the early side. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was great. She was good. Awesome. And so you never saw an OB as far as like a checkup visit. No. Okay. We saw. I mean, like I think an OB oversaw the the like ultrasounds and mm-hmm. stuff. And we talked to him one time, like yeah. the first ultrasound, but that was it. Yeah. And what? Where were your prenatal visits? Were they here? Or would just Christian have a? She has an office, so it was like either there or here. Usually, and her office is really close. It's like five minutes away. Cool. So. Yeah. yeah. Usually, it was here, and that was also like part of it. Like the other, some of the other midwives that we met with, they were like, you know, you'll come in here, you'll do your blood test here, or we'll send you to a phlebotomist, and that's like, I have like major anxiety over like blood draws yeah. and needles and. And she really tried to limit them. As, yeah. You know, she was like, I was like, do you think we can get away with just doing one? And she's like, <laughs> no, probably two. not. Yeah. But let's see how it goes. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, definitely two. And then yeah. I, th- I think I had to get three altogether. No, two blood draws and then you had to get a shot for the Rogam, for the Rogam shot. Yeah. Rogam is an injectable medication given to pregnant women who have a negative blood type. In case the baby has a positive blood type, the main purpose of this shot is to prevent problems of any blood mixing between the mother and baby. That's right. So it was like three shots. Maybe sure. Three meals. Yeah. But she was really like, she really listened to everything. And then the fourth yes. row, but after you gave birth, and you, you could like sort of care less. And I feel like you were still nervous mm. about it, but it was like you were like, yeah. There was a lot of other, other stuff to worry about it. Yeah. But yeah, she was great. She was like, I'll come to your, like, even when we met with her, it was like, hey, this is an issue. Yeah. And she's like, I'll come to your house. We'll do it there. So we'll nice. like, and that was, 
that was actually like when it was like confirmed for us. We're like, oh, mm. she's really, she cares and she listens and she's nurturing and she's not like, well, you're going to have to suck it up. If you're going to give birth to a human, like a blood rush shouldn't be an issue. And it's right. like, irrational fears are irrational. Yeah. Like, you know, I and don't it's, know. <laughs> and it's, it's nice when someone looks at you and you feel like you feel like you're they're taking care of you and right. not just like this is what this is their protocol right. sort of thing yeah. and that's it's that's why it's you really stay nice. out of the hospital right right place, yeah so. totally that was like yeah that was like the whole point we didn't want to do that and well. it's it's so interesting because I think people do have this idea that like you know all midwives are sort of gonna do whatever you want are gonna be sort of so nurturing and and it's true like they some midwives do get to a point where their behaviors are sometimes similar to that of an OB in that, in that they're just a little jaded and they're a little tired. And, and, um, and so it's, it's good. It's good to, yeah. You know, listen to your instincts, even in that sort of interview process too. Some people too would like respond well to like protocol. I think like, it just goes back to like different people are right for different people. Totally. It was like, I think like some people are like, suck it up. You're going to have a baby. Like, yeah, you're right. All right. I got this, you know, like, Mm -hmm. but that's not what you wanted, which makes sense. Yeah. I feel like if you don't have a lot of like, like birth knowledge, then that might be more comforting, but it's like, I feel like I'm pretty body aware and, and I do have like some, I had like knowledge before of home birth. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Mostly the body aware stuff. Like when she had questions about like, well, I think you're going to have to get this blood draw or like, like the glucose test. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't need it. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. diabetic and mm-hmm. the baby's not diabetic. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, I'm just, just sounds ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she was like, I can see where you're coming from. Uh-huh. I'm still going to try to tell you to do it because why not? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I can tell you why not. And mm-hmm. she's like, okay, well then it's your choice and mm-hmm. you don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Do you feel like that, like, sort of body knowledge, like, is what served you really well during your birth experience of sort of being Absolutely. in tune with what was happening and trusting it and not being afraid of it? Totally. Yeah. That's, like, the most, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. And that's not, I mean, like, how does one learn that? Or is that just something that you just had, you know, growing up or you? That's just your constitution. That's just your... I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. I think it is like in part the surrender, you know, when when you are pregnant and there is like another body inside of you, you're mm-hmm. like, okay, like what do you need to be my partner? Mm-hmm. Like what's going on with you? Like mm-hmm. how do I tap into that? But also it's just, I'm like an athletic person. I understand like what's going on with my body. I can feel like if something's not right and I'm, mm-hmm generally like a very healthy person so Mm -hmm. if something's not quite right it's like total red flag Mm -hmm. why is it not right Mm -hmm. how can I fix this Mm -hmm. what do I need to do Mm -hmm. it's incredible um what did you guys do specifically to prepare for the birth like did you take any classes did you have certain like daily exercises we took some classes and it was like honestly super frustrating because we felt like we were just sitting and we were you know there were like people in the class that didn't know what you know, like a, uh, I don't even remember what they didn't, like, they couldn't like identify the urine wall or the cervix or what the difference the between the cervix teachers? and the No, no, no. Oh, the, 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 the students. Sure. We're just yeah. sort of like going over anatomy stuff where we're just like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> we know all yeah. of this. And I feel like I've known all of this since like yeah. I was 13. Right. You know it was I mean? also pretty like, late. Like, we were, I was already like in my eighth 
month and yeah. like everybody else is pretty much there were a couple people that were like maybe like coming up on their seventh month but most of the people were like I'm four months pregnant I'm five months pregnant wow. and so they really didn't have a lot of knowledge going mm-hmm. into it so we were just like we're tired and mm-hmm. we're both working mm-hmm. still so the last thing we want to do is like spend two hours on like a Wednesday night which usually ended up being like three hours because people right. have like personal questions right. and I don't know and there's like breaks and you're like can we just not take a break and just like blaze <laughs> through this like yeah so it ended up being more sort of distracting from like the very thing that you guys needed just because it was we, just, had, like, we had like a we had like a like a dinner that we had to go to like so we skipped we skipped one of the classes mm-hmm. and we're just like oh my god thank god we don't have to go to fucking class wow. tonight and so we're like oh well there you go like, we just shouldn't keep going to this class I think it was really helpful for everyone else in the sure. class but it was just like our midwife was giving us so much knowledge mm-hmm. all the time Juno's obsessive and was just like buying so many books yeah. that we were like reading and Watching and going birth through video, birth videos, so it's just great. like it pretty quickly. Yeah, you don't need a birth class, and also we're sort of in the era of self education. I feel mm-hmm. like you know, so it's yeah. everything it's is so available. easy. Yeah, and also you can tailor it to yourself. If you're like over something, you just flip back through mm-hmm. it. It felt like going back to elementary school when you have kids in the like everyone has to learn whatever the slowest reader is basically right. on some right. level. Mm-hmm. So it was just we were just like this is so redundant. Yeah. And then they were talking about, like, breathing and techniques and stuff in one class we didn't know about. But then at the same time, it's like, I don't know, like, it's going to be fine. And also, the reality is, once you start getting into the birth process, everything goes out the window anyways. We didn't know that at the time. But, like, in hindsight, it's kind of like the... The birth classes are sort of just to like pacify you and sure. make you feel like everything's going to be okay. I think it's also to like make yeah. connections too with like right. other parents, but it was like the opposite where we were like, oh, we don't connect with any of these people. Yeah. Like they were all a lot older than us. Yeah, which is weird because we were kind of old already. To have Not really. I mean, but, yeah, it's uh, it's it's really changing. I yeah. mean, our at the birth center, our yeah. clientele, our average age is thirty-seven. Yeah. I would say most of the people around class with are like in their forties. Yeah. Most of them. Yeah. One couple was maybe 36, 37. Yeah. Yeah. And which is just like, not that we don't have anything in common, but it was just like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't like, it wasn't like when you already go, Oh shit. Like, am I only going to get to hang out with whoever my kids hang out with? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was actually like more go, of a scare. Yeah. Like, 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 oh, they oh, what? Yeah. Everyone is like a straight laced 40 year old accountant. Right. That's my friend group. You right. Know? Like, right. It's not that I mean, I have friends that are sure. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> but not only that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Totally. So, totally. But, but we did, I don't know. I, I had like a really nice lunch with this like friend of a friend who had just had a baby mm-hmm. and I like got to pick her brain and ask her a bunch of questions about her birth and yeah. about like after and like she was more helpful because it was like she said that too she was like oh you know all the things that she's like the thing that was helpful for me was taking um like a hypnobirthing class mm-hmm. she's like that's the stuff I did kind of tap into and remember um and then she's like I don't know. She's like, keep eating those like six dates Mm -hmm. a day. Mm -hmm. Some studies show that eating six dates a day starting four weeks before your due date increases your chances of going into labor spontaneously while reducing the overall length of your labor. Use that, that, um, exercise ball and Mm -hmm. keep going on hikes. And Mm -hmm. like, those are the things that kind of stuck with me. And then another friend of mine who just had a baby, I like did a job with her and I was like, 
do you have any last minute tips for me? Because mm-hmm. I think it was like, like really close to my ninth month at that point. Mm-hmm. And she was like, she's like, yeah, at one point I thought I couldn't breathe. And she's like, I, because I, I stopped like I stopped surrendering to the 10 seconds or the one minute or however long mm. you have between contractions. Yeah. And she's like, I sort of like drowned in it. And another friend was like, just think of it like, like waves, like you're in the ocean, mm-hmm. waves coming, you have to duck under it. Mm-hmm. Like you can't fight it because mm-hmm. then you're just going to spin out. So mm-hmm. just, and I was like, Oh no, the ocean, that's like the scariest thing. Oh, no. <laughs> but, uh, but it, it makes perfect sense. Like that is exactly what it felt like. Wow. So I just listening to what friends that had gone through it sort of recently, mm-hmm. like their tips meant so much more than like learning where the uterine wall is. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the whole idea too with like why I'm doing this and why I am such a fan of like people sharing positive stuff, you know, in that like, it's like what it used to be like back in the day of women helping other women purely from like their experiences and how that's why they trusted the process so much more when they would hear about like little things like I felt like I couldn't breathe. No one talks about that a lot of people feel like they're dying and because that's scary to tell someone who's expecting a baby, but also to normalize it in a way that like, well, there is a part of you that is dying, you know, and that's okay. And, um, and that there's bleeding and there's maybe vomiting and like, and it's all great. It's, but if you don't know that stuff from a woman's, you know, experience, that's, that's what makes the labor, you know, can everything kind of stall. And so, um, it's nice that you had those like, you know, firsthand, normal, good experiences. Yeah. Um, so tell me about your birth. Tell me about when you went into labor. How many weeks were you? What were you doing? Um, I was just about 42 weeks. So Really? Yeah. Wow. It was... Would have been a bummer. Yeah. Almost like having to go to the hospital, maybe. Were you doing things to try to induce, like naturally? Yeah. Like, all Lots the, of spicy food. Yeah. Like, every night doing something, like, everyone's like, oh, try this, like, pasta recipe with chili flakes. That didn't work. Yeah. They're like, eat super spicy Thai food from the certain restaurant. That didn't work. They're yeah. like, eat Mexican food. That <laughs> didn't work. Just down all the, like, yeah. different ethnic foods. Seriously, like, yeah. every spicy ethnic food. Nikki yeah. was cooking. He was, like, making these, like, spicy pepper soups. And, um, and I was like, what else? We were going on steep hikes. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's acupuncture or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Did you guys? We did acupressure, mm-hmm. all the pressure points. Probably not puncture for you because yeah, <laughs> I know. I was like, I was like, if it, he doesn't come by like Sunday, I'm gonna make an appointment for Monday to try to get acupuncture uh-huh. and like Aww. I'll do the cod liver or the um, castor oil. Castor oil is best known as a laxative. It is used as a natural labor induction technique because when ingested, it can stimulate your bowels and thus cause contractions in your uterus. However, there are precautions with consumption, so consult with your midwife and or doctor about the dose and usage of it. Yep. You know, all the things that I was really like, I don't want to do this, Mm. but Saturday night, I woke up having like really mild cramps and then... I was like, which is so unusual for me. And they were super mild. Mm-hmm. Um, but it woke me up and I was like, yes, something's <laughs> happening. And then another one would come and it was like, they're about 30 minutes apart. And I was like, 
okay. But I was able to sleep, and then I woke yeah. up in the morning, and they went away. I was mm-hmm. like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but all day I was like something did happen so maybe it'll come back and I told midwife so that was just sort of like oh somebody (laughs) pooped it's okay we'll just let him hang for a second but um yeah he's like oh now I'll drink again yeah he's like I'm now hungry (laughs) (laughs) um but just I wanted to tell her so that she wasn't trying to like make an appointment to have yeah. me see a doctor on yeah. that Monday after we saw her. But, um, yeah, and then it went away. Some stuff. We yeah. went around during the day. Ran some errands. Mm-hmm. Went for a hike. Or we went for, a, like, oh, a look, little walk. walk. So this no, is no. Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Sunday. Sun- oh, this is Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. So you have two days before you have to be induced, yes. basically. Yeah. Wow. I know, that's great. Yeah. And then, uh... But still, like, by the time we went on the walk, like, she was getting those cramps. Yeah. And I was keeping time. There's nice. like apps that you yeah. can get to do it. And it was like, yeah. They were still pretty far apart, like at least 30 minutes. And they were really mild, but I was like, so- it's something. Right. Yeah. And then she's like, am I having one? She's like, I think so. And yeah. They, but they were still like all pretty on, like right on target. Wow. Like when they should have been. Like I was like, if this like, is gas, I'm going to be such Yeah. <laughs> but if she was feeling gas every 30 minutes. Right. That's, exactly, that's the thing. Yeah. That's, that's, like, that's unusual as well. Yeah. And so it was every 30 minutes when you around the walk just about yeah. I mean you know between you know 30 and 35 yeah something like that yeah and then we started watching TV we're watching Ozarks so uh-huh. we're like what, let's just be mellow and just yeah. watch Ozarks then it wasn't until like 10pm yeah that they sort of ramped up to like every 10 minutes 11 minutes wow yeah I went from like yeah. 15 to 10 pretty quickly and then I was still texting with my friend and then because I was looking the next day, I was like, when I was texting her until like 10.30. Yeah. And then suddenly, like, like, June was like, I kind of like, it's like becoming where I'm like, can't just lay yeah. down and ignore them. And so we got up and we're like at the kitchen table and I was like putting pressure on her back and I'm like lifting her hips up and stuff. And, and you guys were in the bedroom? Like, on, you were like, just we were oh, here. you were here. Yeah. Okay. Got and then, it. yeah, yeah, that table. And then my mom was like, maybe you guys should go upstairs. Maybe it's like things are happening. Yeah. And earlier that day, like after we came back from the hike, I was like, should we have dinner now? And my mom's like, are you hungry? And I was like, yeah, I'm starving. She's like, oh, okay. But in her head, she told me later, she was like, that kind of freaked me out because she's like, I was thinking, wow, this is going to be like a two-day thing. Like, if you're hungry yeah. now, interesting. you probably aren't going to, yeah, you know. And then she, she's like, after we ate and watched TV, she was like, I thought that baby was going to come before midnight. Interesting. Wow. Because she's like, the way that it like sped up so quickly. Mm-hmm. It was like 10, and then maybe like 11, we went upstairs. And then it was more intense, and she was like breathing heavy, and I was having to put a lot more pressure. And then at one point, it was like we were super sleepy, so she's like, June is like. Well, I went into the. I took a shower, and that made the contractions. They started going every like four or five minutes. And then when I got in the shower, they went back to seven. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I got out. I was like, if I have seven minutes to just lay down, then (laughs) I'll take it. Yeah. So I laid down and then a contraction came immediately. And it was a really, that's like when I transitioned. Yeah. And I couldn't like hold on to Nikki. There was like nothing for me to hold on to or ground me. My feet were like up and I was like on my side. So I just couldn't, Mm -hmm. I couldn't like, like take the, that wave. Yeah. And then... I was like, oh my God, I'm going to throw up from the pain. And Nikki came over with a 
trash basket I threw up all over him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <it was> like, <laughs> on his hand and stuff. Which is crazy. It missed the basket. It just, it just I mean, it was like yeah, all over yeah. the basket. <laughs> yeah. But, but I'm fun. not like, I never throw up. Yeah. I've never thrown up from pain. Wow. And I was just like, this is crazy. Wow. Uh, and then immediately I was like, I think like I have to poop twice, which is good. Yeah, I like ran yeah, to the bathroom. Before. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, that was Better really when I then than like during the birth or something, you know? Right. Yeah. So. But but that's also a sign that like he's making yeah. his way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, like pushing stuff down. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I I think I ran to the bathroom because I felt as soon as I transitioned, I felt like I wanted to push. Yeah. But I didn't want to rip, and yeah. I didn't want to like push before I was ready. So I was like, I guess I just have to wait for the midwife and just like breathe it out instead of like try to push it out was it constant or was it like with the contraction you felt like that sort of urge to with bear down okay which i also was like i don't know if this yeah. is like yeah time, time. or mm-hmm. it didn't feel like the contractions were hard or strong enough that i could actually like push them out either wow so i was like i guess i just wait and then I was making crazy noises. He was calling the midwife every calling time the there wife, was like... Yeah. And she's like, hold up the phone, let me hear. And it was like heavy breathing. And we're like, I know, but Judah's like a quiet person. She's not going to make noise. And Judah's like, I'm not going to make noise. And then like, <laughs> I finally called the midwife and she's like, oh, like uh-huh. going down. She's like, okay, I'm on my way yep. over. And I still had to puke on me. And then like, <laughs> I felt like my feet started getting sticky. And I was like, oh, okay, that's probably I'm gosh. stepping in the mucus plug or something oh, right now. Oh my gosh. So I was like, let's get in the shower, you know? Yeah, I was trying. It's just like, so, you can't just like comfortably yeah. walk to the shower. Yeah. I was just like so, hanging on him, like trying to like make my way, like dance over yeah. to the... So yeah. I sort of carried her over into it and then got to shower on her, which was good. And then like just same thing, standing up, but still putting pressure yeah. and stuff. And then and you were still like moaning at this, yeah. like it's, yeah. and it's probably increasing yeah. like the pressure and all totally. that. Yeah. I just needed the hot water from the shower on my back. Yeah. And I couldn't even, I kind of wanted to like get in the bath, but the midwife was like, don't, don't let her submerge. At this point, my water had broken. My water broke Mm -hmm. when I was in the shower the first time. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I didn't think I was like allowed to get into the bath, but we were like running the bath and the shower. And I was just like holding on to Nikki. And then eventually I got on my knees but I was still like sitting up mm-hmm. and I and like holding on to Nikki he was like in the bath with me and we had like I had a couple contractions that way and then I like I was just like getting so tired I really got on my hands and knees and then I realized that the midwife was there mm. so she came at what time one thirty. okay yeah and so my wow. mom was kind of in the other room and she was in the other room like calling the assistant and so did she check you when she got yeah, she came and took like your heart rate and did a couple other things and yeah she, and then Juno was like well that was a little bit later yeah that was why. later that was like well then when I noticed she was there she had she was like setting stuff like up in the yeah. room and then I was like how much longer is this gonna be and mm-hmm. she was like I don't know and I was like <laughs> okay and then I was like have I fully dilated because I was trying to keep in the, you know, yeah. the pushing for an hour probably did you have any bloody show up until then like was it you seeing blood at um, all like in labor when or no not until 
a little bit like in your like the days before I feel like you had like some spotting or something no but that wasn't that wasn't blood show I got excited yeah. about it but it wasn't well yeah. even mucus plug like that happened right oh yeah there that. was like some mucus but it yeah. wasn't like a plug yeah right. it was just like there's it just gets like that anyway yeah. so I wasn't right. sure if it was just like <laughs> that it all came out or... inside that 10 to 3 window like yeah, your crazy. plug was all over my feet. That's why we got in the shower. <laughs> and like, Mine too, oh, and my yeah. legs, and I could feel it right. too. I was just like, "How do I get? How do I get to the bathtub?" Yeah, <laughs> but wow. So um, she, so you're in the bath. She's there setting up, and and you say my fully dilated, and and she's like, "You're gonna have to get out of the bathtub for me to check." And I was like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> and like, do you want to do it? And I was like, "I'd never done that before." So I'm like, I don't, I don't know. So it's like she asked like, you to check. Well, yeah, because I was behind her, and there was no way for her to, like, get into it, and mm-hmm. Juno was not going to move positions. There's yeah. just no way it was going to happen. And then, like, so I was like, I, I don't know. I, like, kind of already had my hand down there, yeah. and I, like, felt around, and she's, I was like, I think I feel the top of his head. I think. I don't know, but and there's something like, there. How far? Yeah. And she points to, like, the bottom of her finger, and Nikki points to, like, like his here. finger, the top of his finger. And he's like, <laughs> she's here. Like, she's like, okay, you can probably start pushing. Well, I was like, then yeah. can I push? Yeah. And she's like, if your body wants you to push, yeah. I was like... It's been wanting me to push for like an hour. And <laughs> yeah. she's like, okay. And I, at that point, I was like, in my head, I like focused on like one thing in front of me. Like, you know what you do when you're like in yoga or mm-hmm. Pilates or like you focus on that one thing. Mm-hmm. You like, whatever. So I was like, okay, I'm going to focus on this one thing I can do in four pushes. And then <laughs> Where I, did you come up with four? I, just my body was like, you can do it in four pushes. Yeah. And I was like, I can do it in four pushes. <laughs> And then the first one happened, and I was like, okay, maybe like more like six. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, this is really insane. And it didn't, I, like, the contraction wasn't as strong as I thought it was going to be. Mm. So you had to push really hard, more like more than you thought. More than I thought. Yeah. And then... And screaming at the top of her lungs, by the way, now. <laughs> low and, like, loud. And so the whole idea about her being quiet was just right. bullshit. Yeah. Sure. And yeah. my yeah. mom at one point came up. When I started, um, maybe when I started pushing or right before I started pushing. and She, she just wanted to make sure that the midwife was on her way. But she said... When you're like making noise. I don't know if she said anything else, but she said lower. Yeah. Mm. And then I was like, oh, like I guess I was like, I was screaming like high and she was like, scream low. And so that like, that like resonated. Mm. Like, okay. And then the second push... Or whatever. I think I got him out in like maybe six pushes. His head came out second push. Incredible. His head came out. Well, it started and then it went back. His head was like bobbing against my hand. And then his head came out with his hand like this. Uh And his eyes were opening like uh, all purple and like blowing bubbles out of his mouth and stuff and looked straight at me because he was like head up out of from Mm -hmm. behind or whatever. She was on all fours. Oh, right, right, yeah. And he was like going, I couldn't see him. And then I was like, two more pushes, his body. Three minutes passed. Yeah. And I had, um, which was really lucky. I feel like I had like a good amount of time between my contractions, but I could tell that it was not going to be a strong enough Mm. contraction to push out his body, which I thought was going to be way harder than his head. Yeah. And um, so I like breathed that one without like really pushing. And then the next one I was like this one's gonna be a big one and so I was just like ready to just like push with all my might and he was just like 
Like it was yeah, like, you're like, what, what? Yeah. Like I was expecting the head again, which was yeah. really hard. And the body just sort of, it's like a cat through like a really tiny door right. you know, or like a little sliver in the door. So I was like, Oh, there he is. He's out. Yeah. Wow. And so then did you catch him? Again? Yeah. I caught him. And then wow. I passed him like under her legs. Cause yeah. there's like water in the tub still yeah. like, much lower, but then, I had to like yeah. maneuver, like flipping over, yeah. over the, like the um, umbilical cord, which was really oh, short right. and really yeah. like skinny for some reason. Wow. I had like a really skinny umbilical. Cord. Yeah, huh? That was it. Was cool. It was awesome. And then like we, were, I was like all excited about cutting the umbilical cord before, but then once he was out, it was like the two of us were holding him. She's like, "Do you want to cut the cord?" I was like, "No, I don't care." Like, yeah. Right. So, <laughs> so like, June's mom cut the cord, Aww, which is great. So and nice. Then, and then it's, I don't know. It's like the placenta came and on the bed. And then, like, three hours of just sort of, like, measuring and weighing and doing all that stuff. And Amazing. And tying the cord and then went to sleep at, like, six, probably. Yeah, she left around yeah. six. Sort of slept. I mean, yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah. It's sort of, like, hazy. Yeah. Lying there with him. Was yeah. Great. Did you always plan on having a water birth? Was that something you really wanted? or? Yeah, when I was watching birthing videos with my mom as a little girl... There yeah. was a water birth video, and I was like, Mom, I'm going to do that. She's like, you have a really long time to think about it. <laughs> That's so cute. So I had decided in that moment, but it just always made sense to me. And then he, I thought he wanted it because I'm not somebody to like, I love the beach, mm-hmm. but I'm not somebody that like fully submerges in the ocean. Yeah. I'm not like an ocean swimmer. Yeah. I'm not a very strong swimmer, but I traveled so much while I was pregnant and I had I mean I had a lot of travel jobs Mm -hmm. and we took like two vacations and every time I would go somewhere it was like something was telling me like go in the ocean and submerge so I was like he is definitely like a water baby he wants this interesting and then in the end I mean, I was in the water, but he was above the water, so he wasn't uh-huh. even fully like, <laughs> in the water. So, because were you kind of lift because the water went, they drained the tub a little bit, or? I was draining it. It was a whole, we did it in our bathtub, yeah. which was crazy and That's cool. That's amazing. She, so, our Christian, our midwife, was sort of like, it needs to be lower. I don't really know why. She didn't want him to come out in the water. Got it. And it was, because it was, it was yeah. dark, and there wasn't really a place for she couldn't yeah. see that well because she was like, this might not be the best position. You might want to switch positions a little bit. And I was like, no. Yeah. This is it. Like, it I can't fun. move. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. Like, we're all made to do that. It's weird. Yeah. It was cool. Really, like, she she was great. She was there for advice if we needed it. Didn't, but nothing really had to happen until he was, like, actually. Oh, right. Yeah. So her hands were not at all, like, near mm-hmm. your body during the time of no. delivery. The kind of because, like, there's, like, a wall to keep water from going into the... Yeah. You know, so it's sort of like like where he was coming out and where I was was like almost in a little cove that's amazing yeah she was like top half of her body was with them yeah this, but yeah so it wasn't really it's incredible any... and did you plan on on catching yeah totally son? Yeah. yeah yeah for sure that's 100%. amazing so that was always yeah. the like the most important thing for Nikki was yeah. like I need to catch him it was awesome first eye contact I saw him first it was yeah. awesome you know what I mean it was cool Incredible. it's what it should be it's like I can't even imagine like the doctor delivery and then like you see your baby behind like some glass wall or some right. shit yeah. like that sounds horrible yeah or, or you're like in like a hazmat suit yeah. you know yeah. like it's like ridiculous it's just awesome it's so cool like, yeah you can experience it like no, like just it's literally impossible to have that experience with, without just doing it so yeah. it was cool 
it's fun. Amazing. It's That's like thinking about epidural and like other people. Same thing. It's like if you can cook a meal really well for yourself, you're like, fuck, that was amazing. And I made it. It was so good. I put all this love into it. And like we all did it together. It's like family. Yeah. Or it's like you, you know, spend all the money in the world and it's like the best, but you don't really have anything to do right. with it. Yeah, there's not like a sense, a sense of like pride and connection yeah. to it. It's it's different. And I don't know if it means anything for him in the long run. Like, is he going to be different? Like, maybe not. You know what I mean? But yeah, what's up, dude? <laughs> How's it going? How are you, dude? Nikki has a friend arrived at the house, so he leaves the conversation at this point. So she had a she had an assistant there. Was it a student or? Um, I don't think so. I think it was just another midwife. Okay. Um, originally, I was like, I'd really like for there to be a nurse midwife, just mm-hmm. because everyone was telling me they were like horror stories, and and then I was like, well, then maybe I just want a nurse midwife, because then, really, I was like, because then there could be nitrous. Just to clarify about the use of nitrous oxide, it is available to all care providers, including licensed midwives and or certified professional midwives. It's just not available at home birth settings due to the equipment involved and sheer bulkiness and size. And then like right, that, yeah. like, I can't breathe feeling. Might, yeah, interesting. You know. but, uh, but my mom was a nurse before she was retired and yeah. I mean, she couldn't, she didn't have the nitrous. But, yeah. Um, but I think it's like, in the end, it's like, who's available at 3 a.m. on a Sunday night? Yeah, you know? totally. Um, so how long was your labor total then? It was really, uh, I think, about five hours. That's incredible. Because it was like maybe 10, 11, 12, 2, 3. Yeah, probably. Wow. So, hours. you know, the average is like 12 to 18 for active labor. And yeah. early labor could be like hours or days you know so yours was quite really short um was your mom's like that do you know her birth with you breach was it short i mean it wasn't that short no she said it was like maybe like nine hours or eight hours yeah but it was like we were just talking about it while i was like starting the contractions Mm. down here we were watching tv together she was like i hope yours is like mine and it's not too fast but like not too slow because she's like it was really great to feel all the steps yeah and not like rush into one thing and i think i think maybe because i was standing for so long like in the shower and and like it was so much easier to like take the contractions mm-hmm. standing mm-hmm. like my feet on the ground mm-hmm. like I couldn't I mean I definitely had back labor too and yeah that's that was part of it it's like I just needed something to like push me down so yeah, it wasn't interesting you know um that's a good way to describe it because a lot of women have a hard time laying down in labor like even which we often advise so that you get some rest like you were saying that seven minute nap you know in between but once that contraction comes it's like I gotta get up you know sort of thing but um, but that's probably a good explanation of why it doesn't feel so supported is like you're yeah, so maybe drifting out to sea versus like your feet are like on the ground you can sort of go go like go down with it versus yeah having no kind of no bearings or totally like I can't imagine what it would be like to be on your back because that one moment where I was like laying on my side and Mm -hmm. it was like there was nothing to really like ground me or hold on to or I don't know it was just like and I couldn't even say anything like I because yeah it's like came kind of unexpectedly like the other ones I was like it's coming you know and this one I was like it's coming it's here (laughs) like yeah (laughs) like it was just like wow crazy so what did what did those like 
if you could explain physically the difference of like the early labor ones of you like standing here at the kitchen table or like upstairs to the ones where you're like you were in the shower and like physically where did you feel them in your body and what would you describe like the quality of the intensity or you know it was they were all in my back okay um there was nothing like in my stomach at all and the ones that were here I was like oh we totally got this Mm -hmm. like even the ones that were like a little more intense where I was like yeah I need you to lift me up so it was like lifting me up like from my hips off the ground but yeah like even those ones I was like we we got it figured out like if they just continue like this I can totally like I can do this no problem so those ones were just like like manageable yeah as long as there was like heavy counter pressure yeah and then the other ones it was like more like my back was breaking but it's a short time you know it's like it's like yeah and there's no turning back so you just have to be like okay my back's breaking but it will be unbroken in like just maybe 20 seconds yeah so that's the interesting thing that you felt it in your back but also you would get the break in between too because I feel like people who have back labor just have like searing back pain the whole time so you it sounds like you didn't and it sounds like he was in a like a great position um so meaning like he was looking up when you were on your hands and knees which means like his back was to your belly um but it's interesting that you yes where you experienced and which actually would make sense if you didn't have any like of that bloody show because usually that comes from like when that pressure from the back being a little bit more forward but um but that's so interesting it was all on your back but then it would go away yeah i mean the intensity would go away. yeah and after i transitioned it was just like like nikki's like okay did that one stop yet and i'm like i don't know like that was just like a really continuous one until i could get to the shower so from then on it was pretty much it was pretty continuous but the the intensity was Mm -hmm. different Mm -hmm. and it's also interesting that you then had a short labor with having back labor because usually those cause really intense contractions without any progress right and those are those are the labors that oftentimes are the ones that you are really long and you those are the ones you transfer for an epidural for because it's just like now the woman is suffering it's no longer like an empowered experience it's like you know and so it yeah you really had this like a like unicorn birth of like back labor that was really short and it was your first birth you know i mean it was it's truly i mean that's also like amazing thing and you just never know every time it's so crazy yeah it's I don't know there were definitely moments where I was like I don't even know if I said this out loud to Nikki in the moment but it was like right before I transitioned I was like oh I understand why people get epidurals yeah like I totally yeah yeah but uh yeah I don't know I think it's like just thinking about all those things that people had told me before like it's a wave and then it passes Mm -hmm. and then you're like above the water again and then also thinking about my friend who was like I felt like I couldn't breathe so every time in between I was like breathing and I Mm -hmm. think that that I was so like trying to use that time to really focus on breathing instead of thinking about the pain all I could think about was the pain is less than it was a second ago so let's just breathe now before I can't anymore just like the only things that were like echoing in my mind besides just feeling like I was possessed yeah were the the things that those people told me that like scared them in the moment wow and so and you feeling like 
you know, possessed, like what did that, did that at all scare you? Did you sort of expect that that would be the case for you or? I mean, I planned on like surrendering, but I yeah. also know that like, I don't know how realistic that is for, for yeah. me. Like I'm yeah, not yeah, a good yeah. surrenderer. I'm yeah. like, well, I like to have some kind of control over right. the situation, but there's like no choice. Like mm-hmm. after, after I transitioned, I was like, this isn't, I have no control anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even, I'm just like going with whatever yeah. is intuitively. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just so interesting. It's just sort of like, again, the, the, the breach, you know, thing, the, the induction, like if this is, it like threads through your story, like a few times, which is so interesting. And how was it like, you know, just the idea of you mentioned control, like, that concept around pregnancy and your body changing and, and, and not being able to control this process. What was that like for you? Do you feel like, um, it's kind of like, I knew I had to give up the control cause it's like, mm-hmm. do I want to make it easier for myself mm-hmm. or harder for myself? Mm-hmm. So it's like, this is something which is like unexplainable pain. Mm-hmm with like a great reward Mm -hmm. but you can like you can take that pain and like make it last longer or Mm -hmm. you can just like totally surrender and maybe have it go really fast Mm -hmm. so it was like I was like making deals with myself beforehand yeah like when I would think about it like I was always preparing myself to surrender but I also like every time I would meditate and not I'm not not even like I mean, I would listen to this one meditation at night, but I could, mm-hmm. I never got further than two minutes because mm-hmm. something about her voice was so relaxing <laughs> that it just like made me pass yeah. out. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, but I really was like, this is he is my teammate. We're gonna we're doing this together. Like when he moved, I was like, oh, you totally you understand like what I'm asking oh, you. Yeah. So I was like, what <laughs> like what do you need? Like let's make deals yeah. now. Like let's negotiate. Like That's what do you amazing. need to make this really easy? And he I feel like he listened. And also Nikki's support. Like yeah. that I really, really trusted him every step of the way. And I think if I wouldn't have, then I would like spin out and then it's almost like if you can just like if you really surrender to the to the possession. Yeah. Um you really have to trust like whoever yeah you have to trust your baby and you have to trust your partner yeah or your midwife or totally or whoever's there totally did you ever think about having a doula in addition to nikki or i mean technically my mom was my doula yeah that's so nice yeah um what were some things that nikki said to you that you like remember as really helpful in the moment um or was it more physical the physical contact stuff physical contact okay it just became this like like, I don't know if we were even saying anything to each other. Yeah. It was just, it just became like a totally intuitive thing where I'd be like, at, at one point I needed to tell him like where I needed the pressure, like up or down, like pull me up or mm-hmm. press down. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be like up, down, mm-hmm. you know? And I think mm-hmm. he could sense like where it was going. And mm-hmm. so he like understood the rhythm at a certain point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like we didn't really say anything to each other. It was mm-hmm. just sort of this like intuitive thing. Yeah, that's amazing. What um, what do you feel like, you know, for your relationship, like going through an experience like that, like for you guys, I mean, having this, making this, you know, baby together, but also totally being in partnership 
in bringing him out too has to like what did that do for you guys that was huge I mean and also like the support after like he he always planned on taking like at least like six weeks off so that he could be here with me too because it's not just like it's really not just the mom and when guys are like oh there's nothing I can do it's like that's not true you can like hold his hand out of his mouth when I'm trying to breastfeed or you can get me a water when I can't stand up yeah or you can burp him and change him like Nikki's changed like 99% of his diapers so far it's incredible and like he has like a way of burping him that that he likes better mm-hmm. and you know it's like there are a million different duties mm-hmm. that you can do as a new dad and there are a million things you don't want to miss out on you mm-hmm. know like the like the first time that they make like a little smile or mm-hmm. whatever there's just and the way that they change from like day yeah. to day but um yeah that really like solidified I mean we've been together for so long mm-hmm. but it really knowing that we did this journey together mm-hmm. and it wasn't like he was just witnessing me mm-hmm. do this yeah that was really special. Yeah. Because it was like the most, I don't know, the most of a team effort than yeah. like any other birth story that I've really heard. Yeah. It's like she wanted me to rub her feet, so I rubbed her feet, you know? And it's right. like, this was like, I really felt like we were doing it together. And yeah. Like when I was like holding onto his hands and like looking at him and stuff, he was like giving me more strength than I physically yeah. had, you know? Wow. That's so cool. What did you, how did you feel? I mean, did you feel surprised at your labor in the sense of, like, how fast it went and and also, like, purely your ability to do it? Like, after it was done, could you... What was your feeling? I felt like a superhero. Yeah? I didn't know. I had no concept of time. Yeah. I was just like... What time was he born? 3.11. Wow. That is wild. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It was crazy. I, and I didn't really think if it was long or short. I kind of, I think I, I like, deep down expected myself to have a really short labor. Because mm-hmm. I was, like, preparing myself for that, you know? I was, like, it, I need it to be short. Yeah. I need it to be, like, <laughs> really, you know, like, really trying to listen to my body throughout yeah. to make it as, like, as, like, painless as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, afterwards, I mean, they're like the first three days, I feel like you still feel like a superhero mm-hmm. and everyone treats you that way too. Like Nikki mm-hmm. was like looking at me, like I was just like wow. the most powerful woman on yeah. earth. And my mom too was like, that was amazing. That was really, you know, and so it's just like, I'm amazing. And then after like three or four days, you're like, okay, now I'm sort of like an emotional <laughs> wreck. And, and this is all so intense and overwhelming, but yeah. It's like three a three day high. Yeah, completely. That's the other thing. Like, in between those contractions and right after, it's like so painful. But then you you have like ten seconds of ecstasy. Mm-hmm. You know. So in those moments where like I was breathing, it's like the same feeling as like after he was born, where it was just like you like can't feel the pain because yeah. it's like these you know endorphins and yeah yeah. And that's I think such a. It's so nice to recognize that, like, you could, and, and, you know, to someone who hasn't been through it before or is pregnant, like, 10 seconds sounds like nothing. It sounds like, what are you, crazy? You know, but, but it's nice to, like, say, like, you can, like, you can milk those 10 seconds and, like, sit in them and sort of, like, ooze in them that, like, that's going to be the new break is 10 seconds. Because it's, like, if you've ever physically, like, if you've ever been, like, in pain. Yeah 
you know, if you were broken a bone or anything, and you think about that time, and if you could just, like, take yourself completely away from that pain for 10 seconds, Mm -hmm. it's, it just makes things so much easier, you know? Like, you can just... Totally. Every few minutes, I mean... Yeah, totally. It makes it very doable. Totally. If the pain's not consistent, it's, it's like, it's doable. If the pain is consistent, it's probably not doable. Yeah, yeah. Do you think, like, the maternal instinct was natural for you and sort of like when like was it something you had to like grow into this new like role a new woman of like oh now I'm Juno the mother like was that a natural progression or something you had to like be patient with and it sort of it was unexpectedly natural I didn't think that I thought I would fight it Mm -hmm. I thought he'd come out and I'd be like okay like Mm -hmm. Here he is. Yeah. This is mine. Right. Like, and I don't really know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, but it was like he came out and I was like obsessed. Wow. And everything is like, yeah, totally unexpectedly like natural. That's amazing. That's so cool. Um, and your mom, she's going to be here helping you, you said, till the new year. Yeah. Which is so hard because nice. like Nikki goes back to work the beginning of the year my mom leaves at the beginning of the year but I'm like can you guys just not make that the same day because yeah. I can't like I can't just be here alone with him after having yeah. like two extra sets of hands and yeah. still feeling overwhelmed Yeah. so if I'm like you know sometimes I'll like burp him and I'm like in a weird position and I'm like can somebody help me like I can't yeah. even get up with him Yeah. or I'm afraid like to like set him down on his back like somewhere I don't know. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. there are a million things that I just don't, I can't even imagine what it would be like to be a single mom without help. Yeah. It's like, or even like a million other moms that, you know, their husbands go back to work and don't really think that it's their duty to be a part of mm-hmm. the early, mm-hmm. you know, the early months. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they go back to work. And then I think like a week, a week and a half later, I'd probably go back to work mm-hmm. or at least one job. But mm-hmm. that's going to be mm-hmm. so surreal. Mm-hmm. I would, yeah, it's, I would say, like, let yourself go have, like, one job and see how it feels. And Yeah. yeah. It's hard because I'm, like, I love what I do, and I'm, like, I am really addicted to it at the mm-hmm. same time. So when I see people, like, there are jobs that I that I couldn't do or that I was like maybe maybe let me see how I feel and yeah. I think like you know my agents and everybody involved were like mm, let's just assume she's yeah. not going to be able to do it yeah. so there are like jobs that are happening or that have happened this month where you know I'm like oh, I, like my friends are on that and I'm not on it and then I'm like well what you know yeah. like I'm couldn't leave him yeah there's no way that I would be comfortable like leaving him with my mom and Nikki with a bottle I feel so like like irresponsible and I feel like I was like losing a bond with Mm -hmm. him but it's still like this addiction where I'm like it's like a freelance addiction yeah so part of me is like can't wait another part of me is like I don't want to I know it's weird it's weird to like it's weird to meld back the two like people who you are now you know and um yeah it takes a lot of like patience and grace of like learning your rhythm and like what's going to be best and and seeing yeah what's like going to be the most comfortable and most doable for like the work and that maybe just getting really creative with you know all those sorts of things but 
Um, I mean, luckily I have like, I really love my first assistant and she's like so much of a teammate. So I do feel like I have that support. Like during the whole pregnancy, I mean, she was super like, she picked up everything that I couldn't mm. like physically, emotionally, you know, yeah. like she was really amazing. And I'm hoping even though like, you know, it's been two months and like, Hey, yeah. For me, like, <laughs> um, but I do feel like I have that support where it's yeah. like when I do go back, I, you know, like she just, she knows, mm-hmm. she knows that I need like a little extra help mm-hmm. now, and even like emotionally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Your brain's different, your emotion, your hormones, everything. Um, and that's the other really nice thing that you've also kind of like, as an example for expectant, you know, moms and parents, it's like just the the support that you've set yourself up with, you know, allow, like allowing yourself to receive help, you know, that comes in the form of your partner and your mom and people who you work with and letting, like, that's not always easy, you know, but it's the very thing that like can actually make you a better mom is when you have lots of help around you and not just like try to be this, like, I can do it all sort of thing. Or maybe you're forced to do it that way because that's just yeah. feasibly what works you know but um the idea of it takes a village is like it's a real thing it's a real thing it's like a very real thing yeah I, do, I really just don't even know what women do yeah when they don't have that support yeah and even if it's like like friends the support from friends is like so important but it mm-hmm. is hard too like friends that haven't had kids or don't know I'm learning so many things mm. like I didn't know before, like, if somebody, if I was going to visit somebody that just had a baby, like, bring food and, Mm -hmm. like, make sure you let them know before you come because if they're having a meltdown, Mm -hmm. like, the last thing they want is company and, like, all these things that I was so unaware of Mm -hmm. that now I'm like, oh, my God, this is so, like, I I don't know. Like, I wish somebody would have just told me, but, uh yeah I don't know that kind of but that support is really important yeah and it's like important to I'm learning it's important to like ask for that too and be like hey can you come over right now like I I don't know like Nikki's going back to work and my mom's not gonna be here like I can't be alone I'm like afraid yeah I am afraid yeah actually yeah yeah I mean it's a lot like he could need many things and you're one person you know and there will there will be that sort of like that other surrender part you know that has like like you said sort of like thread through your birth and that may be it you know where it's just like I can't do everything all at once sort of thing and he's then just gonna be like okay like you know something is gonna resolve itself and you'll be able to manage but um have your friends been uh the ones who don't have babies been like responsive to you asking for stuff and yeah, they've actually all been really amazing. Like, it's so nice. Yeah, I have a friend that is just a total natural with babies, mm. and she, she's like the last person I texted before I like really went into active labor. Oh, yeah. And she was like, "Well, just have Nikki text me or call me when you want me to come over," because she wanted to to be here for the wow. birth. But there really isn't a moment like once you've hit active <laughs> labor to be like. Hey, like she's, you know, she's in it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's it's primal. Yeah, totally. Um, so after I texted her when the midwife left at like 6am, I was like, we had the baby. And then 
um, when we woke up in the morning, which was like nine, she yeah. was like, uh, I was like, you can come on over and meet the baby. And she came over right away. And we were so like totally clueless. Like I was like, I mean, my mom was here and she's changed a million diapers. Yeah. Um, our friend Terry was like, Nikki, this is how you change a diaper. Because that's the other thing. Like, how do women do it when you're supposed to just stay in bed right. the first day and you do have that feeling where your vagina is going to fall out of yeah. you? And I was like lucky enough not to, to tear or rip or anything. Yeah. But that's like a whole other thing. But I was still like afraid that, I mean, those things can still happen. Mm-hmm. Like bad things can still happen mm-hmm. if you're not respecting your body for that first week. So it's totally. like... I can't even walk to the bathroom without like holding my vagina to make sure it's still going to be there. And, and then like using the Perry bottles yep. and the whole, like how, how does anyone expect somebody to feel like that and still like be able to nurse and yeah. change their baby? And like, you know, my bed's upstairs. And then what if I had to like go downstairs, like go downstairs to cook for some, myself mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, how it's crazy and it, I don't think it happens very well you know yeah. and that's I think the difficult thing and that's that's the crazy thing about you know our the way our system is set up and that like a woman leaves the hospital and there's no check in for six weeks from a healthcare provider and your partner maybe has maybe has two weeks you know totally. and so you're just alone and there's a reason our postpartum depression rates are through the roof and our childhood diseases are increasing because breastfeeding rates drop at, you know in those first six weeks and yeah. it's um yeah it's 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 crazy but also like people want to help and if you just sort of tell them what to do did yeah. you find that your friends like they wanted but you just sort of had to like kind of maybe be specific about certain things if like they yeah felt helpless or totally like people are like do you need anything and i'll be like i would the beginning I was like no no I'm good and people were like do you need anything like yeah if you have leftover (laughs) food or if you want to pick something up on your way here or like I don't know like can you bring over some eggs Mm because like at the beginning I didn't even want Nikki to leave to go to the store no I was like not leave me for like one minute and even with my mom here I was still like do not leave for one second like I need the support yeah um but yeah, I just think it's like you just have to be like specific. You're like, I do need help, and and I'm sure they were like, great, like a really specific thing, and thank totally. you. That's so nice. Yeah, it's easier than just like, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, can you bring something over? Like, right. it's like, can you go to Kitchen Mouse or can you go yeah. to like Cookbook and get me yeah. this like one thing? Yeah, yeah, that's so nice. That's great. I've let him nurse this entire time. Yeah, so well now, done. So he's going to be like, really nursing or comfort <laughs> nursing or anything. I'll be like, he doesn't. Yeah, that was that was a full one hour and fourteen minutes. So, yeah. <laughs> thanks for listening to Milk Trails. I'm your host and midwife Haley Oaks. Be sure to visit midwifemilktrails.tumblr.com to access the show's notes, view photographs, or leave your comments. Stay tuned about new episodes by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and tell all your pregnant friends about it. We'll catch you next time.